believe we're recording the press record so there we go all right guys so this is uh episode five of the podcast entitled cheap therapy uh my name is keenan i'll be the host uh, i've decided to bring in my uncle uh david he's actually my parent and for you for you non-french and uncultured swine uh that means he's my godfather so uh <laughs> Uh, David uh, has a little IT company in, is it Mississippi or Tennessee? Mississippi. Mississippi. Uh, so I have a lot of family, obviously, in like the Hernando sort of area, and that's where David uh, David, David is. So without further ado, my Uncle David will kind of tell you a little bit about his personal business. And then I obviously have some questions for him as far as entrepreneurship and things like that. So David, tell us about your business. Awesome. So David Pino, uh, I am a Cuban-American, uh, Keenan, even though he might not have told y'all. He has also got Cuban heritage. Oh, like 20 percent, dude. That's <laughs> enough strong, to claim it on my taxes. It's a strong though. 20, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Stout. So we um, we own a local IT uh, business here in Mississippi. We're in the Memphis metropolitan area, which kind of consumes us, unfortunately. Um, so that's kind of where the larger of the businesses are that we do business with now. That wasn't the case when I first moved here. Um, obviously, I'm from northern Cuba, which is Miami, um, for all you geographical geniuses out there. Uh, I moved here to get away from the large, massive population, right? And so I was one of those fortunate few that were able to start in IT at the age of like 16, 17 years old when I was still in high school. And that that's always been my passion. As Keenan will tell you, I am a nerd. Um, it's it's what I, he calls me that often uh, and my fellow nerdites. But uh, we which is hilarious because I, two seconds ago, he had to tell me how to, like, unlock the taskbar. <laughs> See, nerds are good for some things. Yeah, you have your place. <laughs> so, Not good for the zombie apocalypse, but negative. That's when I go to you. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so <clears throat> we started the IT business um, here. I, I moved over here, worked for a, a CPA firm. Of course, I was, you know, 20 years old at the time. Um, just recently had gotten engaged and, and all of that stuff. And so really moved here to get away from the hustle and bustle of Miami. It's a massive city. Um, moved here, love the people here, love the Southern culture, even though Miami is the South, it's not really the South. Right. right. Um, so I worked for the government, local government here, uh, building networks and doing it infrastructure and virtual infrastructures and th stuff like that, which is nerd speak. But after I did that, it basically came down to my wife and I had a conversation Either I'm going to die at 40 from working 20 hours a day or we got to do something like either I have to just stick with the government work and just just own the fact that that's what I'm going to make. And I'll just I'll get a retirement. You know, people that work in government, that's what they work for. They work for right. retirement. Right. And she said, if you I support you, let's let's do it. If we'll take a cut in pay, it doesn't matter. But let's start building something that that, that will be ours. And so <clears throat> that's what we did. Uh, so since 2013, we've we've had our IT company here in Mississippi, and it has it has grown significantly. So that's how it started. 
Awesome. And so uh, when you when you first moved, have I mean, have you moved since then? Have you grown? Yeah. So when we when we first started out, as most people do, and you can ask Keenan where he started doing ceramic coating. We most of us start out in our garages or in our houses. Not physically. Because, yeah, just because that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, just because it's we don't have the the, the capital, right? We don't right. we don't have a ton of money to just say, hey, let's go build the three million dollar. And then I think too, build. it's 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 more or less not not necessarily about the capital because that's the I think as far as business and starting a business, getting capital is probably the easiest aspect of it. It's getting respect yeah in the industry i think is yeah. probably the the hardest thing to get that is that is it is pretty tough especially when kind of like you where you're not from texas right you were kind right. of a newcomer it, it, and it's tough. most gun yeah most gun guys in the industry they're all about like the the, the good old boys who are yes. you know like uh and I'm, a lot of people even when they come into my shop and i talk to them on the phone and obviously i do videos all the time they understand they know who i am from like social media but then like i had a dude come into my shop the other day and he was talking to me and i had said something i think he kind of mentioned like fresh prince of bel-air like the <laughs> sitcom, right which is slightly before my time not much, but like that was right. Exactly. So, <laughs> I mean, obviously I watched it, but I had to watch it later because at the time that obviously it was airing, I was too young to understand, right. The show, I was obviously watching cartoons and shit at that time. And so I told him, I was like, yeah, that was kind of before my time. And he looked at me and he's like, huh? Which I mean, obviously I, I probably look a little bit older than I am and I have a shit ton of gray hair. So... <laughs> He looked at me and uh, he's like, "What do you, what do you, what do you mean?" And I was like, "Oh, bro, like I'm, you know, like I'm, I'm 29." Shut, shut the fuck up. Do you know? <laughs> and I'm like, "No, like I'm telling." I had to physically show this dude my ID to show him that I was 29 oh years my old. God. And David, after that, his whole demeanor changed, bro. Like he treated me differently. He spoke to me differently. Like not, not like I know, I know the same amount of yeah. information and knowledge now than i did yeah. 10 seconds ago before you right. knew how old i why does my age matter and i think getting respect in the industry age age is such a struggle for small business owners who were <laughs> in a saturated market with like i said just good old dudes yeah that happens and that's that's very very true especially in the south like in the south the good old boy system still is here and it's it's kind of weird because once you're in you're in, right? Like right. you're, you're in, but <clears throat> you, you almost hate to have to get in and to be in. You rather right. people base your value on your merit and your skill and your knowledge, right? Right. Not, not based on, oh, well, you're not from here. Yeah. And it's but funny like, because I like, I, yeah, like I physically had three weeks ago, an ATF agent called me to ask me questions. <laughs> Like, but no, I'm 29. Like, what do I know? Industry, man. Yeah. You know, you know what you're doing. And that's, and the thing I think a lot of people are hesitant going back to the age thing is that people are hesitant because they're like, he's 29. Like, what can he possibly know? Yeah. They don't, they don't know, right. They don't know the, the background. They don't know the, yeah, you know, I was a Marine. Like I, I did this and I did that. And, you know, I, 
I've done this and I've trained and I've, yeah. they don't know that part. They just know, ah, oh, he's 29. He can't possibly know anything. Right. But they also base it on how many 29 year olds do you know today that own a business, right. that have kids, that have a family, that are respectful, that have values, that know how to speak. Dude, y'all are few and far few between. Few and far between, right. There's not many. Yeah, there's not many 40 year olds like that right now. Right. Yeah. And and like kind of like pushing forward that I think the funniest part about like struggling to explain things, you know, with my age is that people don't understand like how much experience that I have in my field. And although, yes, I'm 29, I've been in the industry for like eight or nine years now. A long time. Yeah. You know, and it's not like I've worked the gun counter at Academy for nine years. Mm -hmm. Right. I, I, I strive to gain additional knowledge. You know, like I'm constantly going to like ATF seminars to understand rules, regulations, how laws are changing, things like that. And like I constantly ask hypothetical questions to like, you know, the, the local like regulatory agents. Like it's really funny. I went to a, a seminar and uh, out of everyone there, I was probably one of the youngest people, but I was also the only person at that seminar who had like a brick and mortar gun store. Yeah. Most of the people there have like these little home-based FFLs and they, you know, walking around like they know everything or whatever. And so uh, they were, the lady up top, she was like going through the seminar and like talking about different things. And she said something that was like blatantly incorrect. I raised my hand. I said, Hey, you know, like, Hey, you know, that's what you just said is, uh, is not not entirely true. Like, I don't want you to like sway these people. And like, she kind of looked at me like almost thinking like, who, who's the kid, you know, like, who's the back? So I was like, oh, and then so Miss Amy, who is normally my liaison, she's like, oh, no, no, this is Keenan, you know, the lateral limits, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. And so after that, they understood like, oh, that's the dude. That's the dude that always asks questions. (laughs) Yeah, that's the guy that always asks questions about it. And I think, you know, as a small business owner, the hardest thing is that uh, you're so limited. Like if you're the boss, you're so limited on who you can ask questions to. Yes. Right. Obviously, you have mentors in your industry. You have people who you've worked with in the past. You have people who have more experience than you. But, you know, like when when you work for someone, like, for example, like one of your employees fucks up or breaks something, they should be like, ah, you're going to have that on those big jobs. Right. You know, and then and then on top of that, if they don't know the answer to a question, they go to David. Yep. Right. But if you have a question, who do you go to? And I think that's what most budding business owners struggle with is that when they have a question, they're so limited on who they can ask questions to, which is why I just thrive. But you know, knowledge. And that's, and that's, that's very factual, but you know what I've found, you know, a lot of times in our industry and it's not just our industry, right? It's, it's not just the it industry. It's in most industries. You have, you have this, this competitive nature against, with business owners, right? Mm-hmm. In in IT, it's commonly known that IT people can be assholes, right? They're like, hey, get out of the way. You don't know what you're doing. Like, they, they place themselves in a superior role to other people. The one thing that I did when I entered this industry is I swore that I would never be like that because there is always someone you can learn things from. I was fortunate that I had people that were freaking geniuses that I, when I first started in this industry, but I've also made it a habit 
to never talk shit about other companies. Right. It, it doesn't do us any good to do that. Right. Uh, and because you never know who you might need help from one day. And so I swore that our business would not be like that until this day. Our business is well respected in this area mm -hmm. because of the way we treat other businesses that are like ours. We don't mind helping other IT companies. A lot of times we get phone calls like, hey, you know, you guys are working with these people and you can tell they're real apprehensive. Like they're, they're they want to be so careful to step on our toes because that is or was or is not no longer going to be our client anymore because the, the client's moving on. Yeah. And they're apprehensive about asking like, hey, well, what about I was like, hey, hey, hold on a second. Let us help you. What, what is it you need? Just yeah, ask. say it with your chest. Come like, out. Get it yeah, yeah. Just come out and ask us. Yeah. And so that helped us. But what it did was it really helped us establish relationships with other people in our industry that are very knowledgeable. Like there's there's a lot of knowledge. Uh, although people talk shit about Mississippi and ah, backward country ass people, they don't know what the hell they're doing. Stupid rednecks. I've met some very intelligent people in this area, especially when it comes to our field. So that yeah. has helped us immensely. Yeah, and it's, so uh, we had a uh, we had a dis a destructive device that uh, a customer wanted to have transferred through. So basically, like a grenade launcher. Yeah. Right. Which yeah. I don't know if you know, but you can buy that. Yes. Right. So you can buy. It's called a destructive device. So as a non-manufacturer of destructive devices. Uh, I can only have one or two in my inventory per year. Okay. okay. So basically, we had a customer call, uh, spoke to, uh, at the time, Trevor was working for me, spoke to Trevor and was like, hey, like, can you guys transfer a destructive device? He had no idea what it was. And he's like, hey, we got you, dog. Ain't worried about <laughs> it. Fucking send it. Okay. So uh, I contact the customer. I'm talking to him about it. And I'm like, yeah, you know, obviously, you know, we can do this. We can do that. I'm not worried about it. I'm not afraid of a destructive device. Send it. Okay. So uh, they accidentally shipped it. This is probably incriminating, but they accidentally shipped the destructive device to a different dealer in Dallas. Oh, wow. Which is a super big no-no, okay? Yeah. And uh, if an ATF agent watches this, uh, I claim amnesty, okay? I did nothing wrong. I did nothing wrong here, okay? You can't, you can't, you can't do shit now. There's no proof of what I'm saying. So, but they called me and were like freaking out. And I'm like, okay, guys, calm down. Just calm down. I, I told them exactly what to, this is like their NFA compliance dude. Okay. The yeah. dude who's been in the industry for like 25 years. And that's what he specializes in is just NFA stuff, suppressors, machine guns, SBRs. And he's the one freaking out. Like, oh my God. Like want to know, like, like yelling at me, like want to know why that destructive device is there. And I'm like, oh, first of all, I don't fucking know. I didn't ship it. Yeah. I didn't send it to you. I'm just the dude who's like going to facilitate to the other dude. Nice. You know? Yeah, I just, I, you know, give from Pete, give, you know, take from Pete, give to Paul. Yes. And uh, so he's freaking out. I'm like, dude, calm down. Just calm down, dude. You're freaking out over nothing. It's not big a deal. It's not this I big said, dude, deal. I said, watch, acquire it from the dude that you shipped it to, okay? Yep. In the notes, put that it was misshipped, mislabeled, yeah. whatever it is. It's an error. P humans make mistakes. Done. I said, okay, and then don't just acquire it as if it was on repair. That's all you do. Yeah. And then just ship it to me. Yeah. And he goes, huh? I can do that. Never thought about it that way. I'm like, well, damn. I'm freaking out, bro. Yeah, just calm down, man. Like, dude, we're talking about an inanimate ass object here. Yes. That like, we shouldn't be. Yeah, 
Yeah, we shouldn't be scared of the thing. Put it in a box, the same box it came in for all I give a shit. And Put another label. Send that shit. Yeah. Or if you want, if you're that scared about it, here's my address. You yeah. can even hand deliver it. I don't care. Drive your happy ass down. Here. It's like 20 minutes away, man. Get in your freaking little Toyota Corolla and head on down to Garland. But and at the end of the conversation, he had asked me, he's like, oh my God, like where do you where'd you learn this stuff? And I said, well, you know, like I used to work for a very prominent gun store in Louisiana, and Caleb, the owner of that shop, taught me a lot about NFA. Like he taught me a lot. Now, granted, I taught a lot to myself, but I had a really good Base. framework, right? Yes. I had a really good framework of understanding certain things. And then from there, I started asking questions. Of course. I asked questions while I had someone to ask questions to. Now that I'm my own boss, obviously I can still ask questions. But like when we went to that seminar and uh, they, of course, they ask, does anyone have questions? And of course, no one ever has questions, which which there's a difference between not knowing what to ask. Right. And not having questions. Right. Right. And that's a common thing. A lot of people assume like, OK, like if you teach me something about IT. Yeah. And then at the end of it, you're like, Keenan, do you have any questions? A lot of people have this really toxic mindset of. Oh, we have no questions. You must be a subject matter expert. Right. And it's like, well, no, that's not that's a wrong way to look at it. Like, dude, yeah. you just shoved four years of yeah. you know experience down my throat. It's not that I don't have a question. I have tons. Yeah. I have tons of all this crap. But I have to figure out how to ask the question or how to even right. get or make that question applicable. And yep. so obviously I come up with hypothetical questions all the fucking time. Yeah. Because you never know what sort of sort of like you know experience you're gonna have, and I think that's a that's a that's a that's something that not many business owners are prepared for is when they have an opportunity to ask questions or gain additional knowledge. So many business owners and like I don't know. Do you listen to like Gary Vee's podcast? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Gary Vee's great one as far as like entrepreneurship and stuff like that. Awesome, awesome podcast. He's a great dude to listen to. But he thinks that we're in this the greatest sort of span of fake entrepreneurship. You know, with the age of social media and everything, a lot of people are becoming like these fake entrepreneurs and they're doing it for the gram and flexing and traveling and spending all this money from the business. And people people kind of fall by the wayside because in this fake sort of mindset that people, you know, like, oh, I made it. I work for myself. I made it, you know? And so to kind of piggyback off of that, you know, like, like people opening their own business and, you know, do you remember like when I first opened my business, how I called you and, uh, I had a lot of trouble. I had a lot of trouble sleeping. You remember that conversation? So like when, you know, like when I first opened, um, yeah, your, your internet's sort of lagging now. Uh-oh. Oh, hold on. Okay. I, can hear, I can hear you though. That's what happens in the country. Right. <laughs> barn dominion house you have. Yes, it's a basically a Faraday cage. Yeah, in the middle of a lightning storm, that's good. Yeah, that's that's what's happening around me. So yeah. yes, I do remember when you when you first started your business, how you were how you were worried 
about that you man i can't sleep and you know i've i don't know what's going on and i i suffered the same exact the same exact thing and if you remember we talked about hey you need to get your ass to the gym <laughs> yeah because you have your mind is constantly going and this still happens to me now but i found i've found and we'll probably get into this a little bit more down the down in the in the conversation it's super important your mind is exhausted because you're mentally when you're starting a business there's so much going on right right but your body is not your body's not tired so you get you get to a point where you lay down and your body's like hey we haven't done anything today like we got to we have all this energy built up. Yeah. I, I feel like I feel like when I would close my eyes, yes. like the little person in my head would be like, do you remember to pay that invoice? Did you pay that yes. invoice? You need to pay that, dude. You know, that's it's constant. like... That's constant. And, and that's what I struggle with. So, like, usually, though, like, when I first opened, and even now, like, I still have some problems. It's not as bad uh, because I do go to the gym uh, yeah. almost every day. And so the, the thing now is, though, like... Like when I first opened, I had no problem falling asleep because Same. because I was I was tired. Yeah. But like, bro, like I would I would lay down, I'd be up, I'd I'd be like dead asleep for like four hours. Yep. A dog would bark, tires would scream, something would wake me up, That's and it. if if I didn't fall asleep, fall back asleep within thirty seconds. Yeah. I was yeah. fucked. I might yeah. as well just get up because yep. the second I sat there and I had time to think about anything that's it do my brain was like what 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 and just sending down it. the rabbit hole and dude there were several times where i would get up i'm like i might as well get up you know like what's the point of me sitting here and tossing and turning for three four hours until i get tired again so i would get up i'd come in my office i'd do yeah. some work i'd figure out some e answer emails because at the time then too but i was working full-time as well yeah which made it even worse because I was sitting there, you know, working for someone else while trying to run my own business. And so hard. And dude, it was tough because I mean, I was sitting there, I'd probably get 300 emails a day. And I'd sit there and have to respond to all of them, you know, try to answer inquiries, book hunts, book yeah. corporate retreats, and all this other shit. As well as like, hey, Keenan, we sold this gun. We sold these two guns. We sold these five boxes of ammo today. And like, that's how menial it was back then. It's like, yeah. now we get. Now we need to worry about replacing them. And yep. so, and then I'd be scouring the internet and my distributors and trying to find shit to replace those two guns. And, yep. you know, now it's like, I can call my distributor and be like, hey, uh, yeah, give me like 30 guns, dude. It's up to you. <laughs> Just throw it on the tab. And like, now I have like open terms with them and that I have was, like. That was huge for us. You know, that's, that's one of the things that, that I would probably that I would probably tell people that are looking to start a small business mm -hmm. cash flow is, is such an important it is. And still today, it's yeah. probably the number one thing that I struggle with the most. Mm -hmm. um, it's because I think the best thing that you can do when you first start is really try to create those relationships with your vendors yes that they'll give you terms because nothing is going to hurt you more than you're like okay we have this job coming up and this happened to us and the people were like and for us you know at the time 
this was several years ago at the time a twenty thousand dollar project that's a huge project for us like that's a big deal that's a lot of money <clears throat> but that twenty thousand dollar project required you know seven eight ten thousand dollars worth of stuff that we had to buy up front right right and so it was like oh shit we just spent 10 grand um we have payroll. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So I'd talk to my wife. I'd say, all right. I love uh, ramen noodles. Next six go, months. Everyone. We're going to go without a paycheck this week. She's like, that's fine. We're fine. We're, you know, we're not big spenders and all that. Right. She's like, we're fine. I said, don't worry. We'll make it up in the next paycheck. She's like, it's fine. Just let's, as long as we can get the job and keep things going. And it took a lot of that, some of that, not a lot. It took some of that in the beginning. Yeah. Um, so cash flow is. So is one. And so like one. Uh, so like that, I never had a problem with that uh -huh. because uh, like I said, I was very blessed. We sold our house in Burbridge. Yes. Yes. I had all that money. And actually, I was a little bit on the opposite spectrum, I think, is that I held on to a lot of money unnecessarily yeah. because like i mean I, it's a retail business right i had right. like bro i had like 20 grand just sitting in the checking account at all times wow. just in case like as if i thought that a retail brick and mortar gun store would incur like a fifteen thousand dollar expense like that as if that right. happens right like my ac yeah. would just spontaneously combust <laughs> and i had to replace it of course. and so i wish i really wish though like if i could go back in time I don't think I'd want to give 27-year-old Keenan too much advice. Yeah. Because I'm a firm believer in like you gotta learn, you know, yes. you, you gotta learn the hard way. Because if I, I teach you, if I teach you the soft way, I'll have to teach you the soft way three times. That's right. Right. And I'm the same way with my employees. Like, what's the point in me teaching you how to take apart a gun when you could just learn yourself and you're gonna learn? Yeah. Right. So yep. something something to that avail. And so I wish I could just if, if there's one piece of advice I could go back in time to tell myself, it's like Keenan, spend the money. It's there. Yeah. Because bro, if I'd have spent like let's say not all let's say 25 grand. If I'd have just like I had all that money just sitting there for no reason. If I'd have just said, dude, take half of that and invest yeah. that Correct. that twelve thousand dollars, David, would probably be a hundred grand today, two years yeah. ago. Because I can take that money and turn it and burn it and turn it and burn it, and right? And that's the whole thing, I think. And it's it's common knowledge that, you know, there's. You got to spend it to make it. You you have to. Money makes money, right? Right. And if you have, I bet you if I gave you a hundred grand, you could turn that hundred grand into two or three hundred or half a million dollars. Because you probably oh, already know things like, yep. oh, dude, if I had a hundred grand right now, I would do this. And in six months, I'd have two hundred thousand. Easy. But it's it's one of those things where. Like you said, you were on the opposite on the opposite end of the spectrum, where you had cash, yeah. you had capital that you could spend. I didn't. Yeah. Like we we didn't really. We just had whatever we had coming into the business, and yeah. so when you take salaries into account, and it really, my business partner just said, um, he said, he said a couple of weeks ago, he said, congratulations. Now you have your own monster to feed <laughs> because in our business, the bigger you get, mm. the expenditures 
on certain departments are really, really high. Now, yeah. the reward can be really good, but as you know, those expenses never stop. Yeah. And they go up. <laughs> and I think there was one thing that I never learned about in college, right? I, I, I went to school for business. And I did not. I regret that. that. Yes. So there's one thing that I never learned in college and I wish someone would have fucking taught me. And it's 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 gaining capital, not yeah. mine. Yeah. Not a not in not a credit card. Right. Yeah. Because so many people think I need cash or I need a credit card. Bro, a line of credit. Yes. Is the most underrated form yeah. of capital investing possible. Because, I mean, I have the same, if not better, I have the same perks as a credit card. Right. But instead of getting a 17% interest rate, two, two, three, I get, I get a three. Yeah. Right. So yeah. like I have a local bank and I think this is something too. So many people rush to get, you know, sorting, you know, lines of credit, credit cards with these national banks, JP Morgan Chase, right. Nope. Capital one, all sorts of stuff. Dude, go to a local, local. bank, yes. go to a local bank, man. They are begging for your business. I had a local bank first guarantee. Okay. First guarantee yep. bank that came up to me. The president of the bank came to my shop. He saw some Instagram reel that we did, and he's like, oh, my God, dude, this seems like the coolest place ever. I yep. want I want your business. That's I awesome. Like, I, I was like, bro, I have Chase. You know, like, I appreciate it, but I have Chase. Yeah. He's like, no, 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 no. He said, we can offer you a lot of shit that Chase will not offer you. And it's true. Chase will not bat an eye. Like, David, we did $783,000 in sales last year alone. That's awesome. Chase does not give a shit about me and my seven seven eight. Yep. They now, do not you, give a if shit. If you're seven hundred million, they'll be like, oh, keen. The, oh, they're all over oh, it, buddy. Yeah. But a local bank, dude. Yes. And and granted, they can't always beat like no. Chase on like perks and things like that. Yep. But like David, I will text the banker. Right. I have a fifty thousand dollar line of credit yep. with the bank, and mostly I use it for like if I want to buy like an estate. Okay. Of course. Like, you know, 15 grand, I'm going to use someone else's money at 3% interest. Absolutely. Done, right? Smart. I mean, 15 grand at 3%, I'm looking at like, like $70 in interest nothing. a month. Nothing. Almost nothing, right? That's easy. Nothing. So I, I can text the banker, right? Yep. Be like, hey, bro, I need a check for $15,000. He will hand deliver me a check for 15K normally the next day. And that's, 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 how, our, that's how the banks that we do business with are here. They're very, very agile. The smaller banks also don't have to report to some freaking guy that's on a yacht somewhere yep. in the Caribbean on his way to South Africa on a vacation. They don't do that. They pick right. up the phone and they're like, hey, um, Pino's asking for 15 grand. Can we give it to him? Uh, yeah. Yeah, do does it. Does he want to pick it up in cash or does he <laughs> want us to bring it to him? Exactly, so, Robert. Local banks, and but you know what it also does? It also helps your community you're in. Absolutely. You're, you're providing you're providing business to people that live in your same community. You're helping people keep jobs and put right. their kids through school. I mean And I feel like that's so important for small business because as a small business owner, I I, I want people to shop with me because yes. I'm here, right? Yes. Academy will not support your son's baseball team, but nope. lateral limits will. That's and right. in the same aspect, though, like so many small business owners will shop with a larger national corporation yep. or a larger bank because, but it's like, dude, practice what you preach. 
Yep. Practice what you preach. Shop with a local bank. Get that line of credit or credit card, whatever it may yep. be. And and from there, dude, you know, I'm building community relations. Yep. A and lot I, of that do a lot of that as a, as consumers. Consumers are still really, really focused heavily on on price, right? <laughs> People tell us that all the time. You even told me that sometimes. You're like, hey, yeah. Academy's gonna have it three dollars cheaper. Yeah. And it's not like a big deal. I'm like, really? You've gotten to the point now where you compete with everybody, really. Right. But it's not the money. It's that I can text you. And this is because you're family, but this goes, I'm sure, with all your clients. It's true. I can text you and be like, Keen, is, is this a good is this a good weapon? Dude, the freaking explanation I get. I would yep. never get that from Academy and it's or true. Bass Pro. And then on top of that, too, like, I mean, obviously, unless you text me, like, while I'm physically sleeping, or cutting the grass or whatever. Yeah. And this goes to all my clients. Like, you can text me, all right, at 2.15 in the morning. When I wake up at 6, I will respond. That's right. right. You know, you can text me at 6.15 when I'm, when I'm, when I'm straightening my daughter's hair in the yep. morning. As soon as I put the straightener down, I'll text you back. And yep. you won't get that. From Bass Pro Academy, you know, Dick Sporting is you'll never get that from them. I had a client, it was it was kind of funny. Um, we we're in the process of looking for more employees now, like a lot of other businesses are, right? Mm -hmm. Right. The the service industry and the trades industry right now is hurting bad for for people for service techs. Um so what happens? You gotta do what you gotta do. I was out in the field, I was doing some troubleshooting. On some access control stuff and so this is a subcontractor we were doing uh, some work for homeland security so anyway the lady the, la the lady's like uh i have to be here when you get here i was like okay that's fine she's like the guard's gonna stop you blah 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 do you have any weapons i'm like um do i not need to and she was like she said yeah you can't come on the premises with that and i'm like okay i gotta turn around and go back home so I went back, left my weapon at the house. So I get there and he said, um, he said, Well, what's your name? She said, David. She said, Oh, so you work with you work with, you know, John and Tim and blah blah blah. I was like, Yeah. He said, Oh, so you know, what do you do there? And I was like, um, kind of the owner. She was like, What? She said, You're the owner? I was like, Yeah. She's like, And you came? I was like, Why wouldn't I come? Yeah. We, we have work to do. <laughs> yeah. What's the what's the problem? She's like, oh my god, she's called her son who works with her, and she was like, this David, he's the owner. Yeah. And he was like, what? I'm like, why is that such a big deal? Yeah. Like, why are your people which, freaking out about that? Which that was a question that I did. I didn't text you about it previously, but that is was something because obviously you, I think you're in a, a vastly different stage of your business than I'm in in mine, right? So, uh, at what point? And like, at what point was it for you where you can stop working in your business and start working on your business? Like, at what point was that for you? Oh, that's a, that, that's, that question is, that's a phenomenal question because, you know. And that's probably, that's probably the most important question of any, any entrepreneur. It is. And it's probably going to be the longest answer question. <laughs> Which is funny because we have one that's, that, that should be longer than this, but go ahead. <laughs> We're going to be it. That's fine. My buddy Tyler wants one and a half hours or longer 
episodes because his his commute is an hour and a half. So Tyler, ah, so he wants to hear the whole hour. And a half. Yeah, yeah. He he's gonna listen to it all. Here's here's the kicker. It's what I, it's and it's what I struggle with the most. Um, I struggle the most with not being on the field or in mm-hmm. the field, right? Because I came up as a tech, right? And so that drive to to fix and solve problems is yeah. still buried in there and it's hard to get rid of that <clears throat> but and it's it's funny that this question comes now because if we do this podcast six months from now it's probably going to be way different yeah about two weeks ago i suffered some pretty severe anxiety right and I deal with that now. This is probably a whole nother episode of a whole nother podcast. But anyway. That's fine. So we'll have you on I, again. Yeah, I I, uh, I deal with anxiety a lot. So a couple of weeks ago, <clears throat> I had an episode where I was like, oh, my God, I, like I'm overwhelmed. I don't. And I had to stop. First, I prayed. <laughs> and then I stopped. And I was like, I think I've got it. I think I figured out how to somewhat fix this. And it just so happened that that day I was listening to, I can't remember the guy's name, rich dad, poor dad uh, guy, guy from Hawaii. Yeah, anyway, he, mm-hmm. he has a, a book, rich dad, poor dad. And so he, they started talking and it's all about the people that you put in positions in your business. And that's where I am right now. So right now, literally, I am attempting to step back away so that I can work on the business Mm -hmm. instead of in it. Because what happens when I'm in it, the pieces start to, the Jenga starts to want to fall apart because there's no... overseeing of the business from a top level down. Mm -hmm. So what I've done is in the past year, I hired a lead guy that is doing what he's supposed to do. He's actually doing more than he's supposed to do. But we had a meeting last week and we're like, okay, we got to hire a couple more guys and we have to have some matter of fact, I was talking to Jade about it. Um, we have to hire some some people because I think if we don't, were you, put, were you were you in Louisiana? No, I wasn't. I called her on the oh. phone. I was on the way to Louis. I was on the way to Louisiana. I think this was several months ago, and I was like, I'm gonna call her. And so I called her and was was talking with her. Um, and I think the critical component to growth and working on instead of in is putting key players in the right positions so that you can step back and take a more operational approach to the business. Um, The problem that I have is when you get to that point, those key players, they come at a price. And so you're kind of almost like when you started in the beginning where you're like, well, damn, I don't, 
this is a risk because I know I need to hire people, but I don't, I'm not sure if we really need to do that financially right now. Right. And when we did that the first time, it worked out. Yeah. So a funny part about that is like, uh, there's so many times where I'll be sitting there, I'll be at the computer. I'm like working on something bigger, you know, like a larger deal. Like I've been starting to like put in bids for like government contracts, for example. Right. I watched war dogs and instantly I'm like, dude, I can do this. Right. I can go to Baghdad and win. Like I can do this. So I've been, you know, trying to work on like bigger contracts, not just, not just people, but like business to business is what I'm trying to work. On here yeah and so many times david where i'll be i'll be on the phone i'll be you know like drafting up emails and all this stuff and i'll hear jared or lane works for me now uh i'll hear jared or lane talking to a customer and trying to sell them a product and i'm like ah oh, that's not the right one dude i can do that yeah. better uh and i have to stop myself like you no do. right i know okay i can i can't constantly be on the floor selling stuff right i have to focus on the bigger picture I have to, I have to work on other things like, okay. And like it, they may not. And like, for example, like Lane loves it when he sells the most expensive thing. Of course. <laughs> and like, I get it. Right. And I don't yeah. pay in commission on that stuff, you know, on right. sales. But the biggest thing is like, you know, the, the most expensive product may not be the best fit for my customer. Nope. Right. So selling, you know, like, uh, like the most expensive handgun right now, I have a staccato. It's a 25 right. or $2,400 pistol. So if I comes in and they're like, oh my God, that's a great gun. I need something. I'm a beginning shooter. I just want something to conceal carry. You don't I, need that. <laughs> right now, I mean, listen, if you slide, if you come in with an Amex and you're like, hey, you know, I can I buy this. I, yeah. Okay. You got it. Right. But I'm doing you a disservice by selling you that, you know, like I can sell you something a lot cheaper that actually I can make more money on. But yes. the thing is, like, there's so many things. And like so many times I'll have to stop myself and be like, Keenan. As soon as they leave, I can teach. I, that can be a teaching moment. Like, listen, That's right. that is not what they needed, right? They needed this instead of that. And there's so many times where I have to stop myself and think on it. Like, Keenan, I need to start. And I'm not at this stage that you're in, right? I have to still work in the business as well as start focusing on the business. But another thing, too, is like uh, Trevor, uh, who I accredit a lot. You know, he was my first, like, actual employee. Yep. Uh, I credit a lot of stuff to Trevor, and I tried my best to take care of him. Trevor decided he was in college, uh, which meant I could afford him, right? And so, and so he just decided, like, look, school wasn't for him. He wanted to go, like, get a trade, and and power to him. Who am I yep. to stop him from bettering his life? Yep. And I just like, I wish I could have afforded to keep him. He was yep. such a great asset to the company, and I mean, obviously, he had worked with me for a year and a half. He knew exactly how I love stuff done. He knew everything that I like. Yep. Exactly. He knew me more than he knew the business. And and it, and it, it I'm not going to say it hurt when he left, but it's it like, I'm losing a friend. I'm losing, I'm losing a really key asset to the company. And it's like, I have to start over square one yeah. with someone else, which hurts even more. And, it, you know, like you said, you know, to have that key player, you got to pay to play. You and- have to. And I'll tell you this, with with that said, when we first opened our business, we, in the, in the very beginning, like it was about six months to a year in, mm-hmm. I was starting to lose control. Control of, because we were getting, it was just me, literally just me. Yeah. And we were getting, the business was growing, literally. 
Like we were taking on three and four clients like every couple weeks. That's a lot for one person. Yeah. Over a year's time. Just do the math. I mean, that's like a hundred clients. For yeah. One guy, one person. And there's only, you know, 10 hours in a day for you to work right. efficiently and effectively. So there was a guy here locally and we paid, we overpaid for what he was worth. Yeah. Um, but we had to because it was either that or we or lose. Yeah. Lose, lose probably lose the business. Yeah. And when we hired him, he had gone to, he went to work for, he was doing some work for one of our clients and the client was like, you know, we love, we love David Pino. Of course they all call me Pino. We love Pino and all that. But you know, we, we saw where he was just, he didn't have enough help. He didn't have time. So I'm glad you came because we were going to have to find somebody else. Right. Yeah. So, but here's the, here's what hurt about that. So he left mm-hmm. about a year and a half, a year after the, a year and a half after that, after I had hired him, he was with us for about two years, close to two years. This individual decided to go work for that client. And that client had a low voltage, what we call in our industry, low voltage, which is cabling and crap like that, right? Not IT nerd, but it's kind of part of the same. It falls under the umbrella of IT. Mm -hmm. So he went to work for them directly. And the... There was another guy that that we hired that came work for us also. Both of these were older guys, right? They were were in their 30s, late 20s and 30s. And I'm saying all this to say you have to be cautious also. Um, Those two were friends when they were working like with with me at at the business. But when the first one left, I was like, man, something's, something's off here. Something's weird. The other one left and went to work with that guy. They mm-hmm. were going to open their own IT company. Literally a mile and a half away from where I am or where I was. Yeah. So, like, to, to, to kind of talk about that. So, like, like I said, I, I credit a lot of what I know to Caleb who owns the Rustic Renegade and he's yeah. in Lafayette. Yeah. Now, I learned a lot from him, okay? Yeah. And I had zero intention of opening my own gun store ever, David. Like, ever. I never wanted to do it. <laughs> I, I, I literally, I went to school for business, concentrated in HR. Like, I wanted to work in the air condition, and I wanted to work in HR so pe- no one would talk to me. Like, that's what I wanted, <laughs> right? You know, no one likes the HR guy, and that's what I wanted. But I saw, I'm obviously smart. I saw there was a gap in the market. And... I had an opportunity to open a open a gun store in Brewer Bridge. Yeah. I did. I had that opportunity. I could have done it. I respected Caleb too much. He taught me too much uh, for me to do that. Now, obviously, I still have friends and clients and customers and of everything course. in Lafayette. I of still course. have people who shop with me, but I'm not. I mean, I'm not going to stop you from giving you me your still, money. Do you still talk to Caleb? Absolutely. But you know what the difference is? They don't talk to you. It's a difference. It's a difference in character. Yeah. And that's why that's the difference. 
they when they left, I didn't have a problem that they left because I can never fault someone for being for trying to better themselves or thinking that they're going to do better for their family mm-hmm. if they make this move. You can't hold that against somebody yeah. because it's not. It, first of all, it's right? Not, like, who am I to right. stop you? Yeah. No, no. Yeah. If you think you can better yourself, it's cool. But the only thing that I asked when, because I found out, that's the thing, is I found out what was going down. And so the only thing that I asked is I busted my ass for 10 years building the clients that I have built. Yeah. Sweat, tears, sleepless nights. You go do the same with your own time. Yeah. Don't try to come and take what I've built. Yeah. And the difference between you and Caleb and me and the other two is that that's exactly what they did. They went after my clients. Yeah. That's easy, right? But guess what happened to that business 6 months later? Shut that shit down. Down. Matter of fact, not only did it shut down, they shut down the entire division of what that business even started as. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying I'm happy that it happened, but what it goes to show you is... You got to earn it. You got to earn it. Honorable, dishonorable crap in business usually doesn't last long. Right. And second... From a spiritual standpoint, God doesn't honor that. Yeah. Yeah. That's not something that's going to be blessed. Right. And it took, but you know what? It took me a while to try to to get over that because it bothered me. Like this is somebody that came to my home. Yeah. It hurt. It hurts. But that's the difference between you and Caleb. You didn't go actively try to almost take all his customers. Yeah. Like his business. Yeah, like that dude that dude went on a limb and he fought hard for what he has and he's built a great business in Karen Crow. And like yeah. who am I? Who am I to piggyback off him no. while taking food from his mouth? You know what I mean? Like who am I to earn, do that? Earn your own shit. Earn your make your own way. Right. And that's something that I try to instill in my son today, because Gabriel had a similar incident. His was a little worse because of the way that his employer did, but I tried to tell him, do not. And I tell him, and he's like, dad, I'm not going to do that. He said, I'm going to build my business on my name. I'm yeah. not, I don't need to badmouth other people. Yeah. I don't need to talk about other people's business. He said, first of all, I don't want to promote them like that. Yeah. I don't want their names even coming out. I want to promote my business. And I'll be damned. He makes twice as much as I do <laughs> at 21 years old. Yeah. 21 years old. But you know what? He works for himself. He's self-motivated, self-driven, and he's already making plans. I didn't have that mentality when I was 21. I did not. No, dude. He's, no. I'm very proud of what he has built. Yeah what he's becoming but he's also done it in the same way honorably yeah done it honorably so 
I was told it was going to be a long answer from are you working in or out of the business? We touched on all kind of crap already. Yeah, that one wasn't bad. It was like 25 minutes. That one there. <laughs> but no, I mean, that was, that was a really good answer because, I mean, it's something that, that like when you get to that point in the business, you struggle with that question. I, I you know, and like and you really struggle with it. I struggle with the, I struggle with the action of actually yeah. stepping back. But now I can see that if I don't, where it's going to lead to. Yeah. So now I am making a, con a concerted effort to step back because I've even heard it from my guys. My yeah. guys are like, hey, when you're not at the office, like if you're out running around doing jobs, shit's falling apart. Like stuff's not operating the way it needs to. This is coming from staff. This is coming from like people that we work with on a daily basis. And I hate calling them staff and employees. We're a team, man. Yeah. One of the things that I've tried to build into our employees is I want all our guys making six figures. That is my goal is for all of our employees to make six figures. And I have, I have driven that ship in that direction, and I'm about half, I'm three quarters of the way there. Right. Which it's funny you brought that up because actually, if you look at uh, everyone and what everyone makes, I make by far the least. So do I. Like, like by far, and it's not even close. Like, so do I. Like when you average it out, bro, I literally make like six bucks an hour. Like it's terrible, you know, but. but it's it's setting myself up, yes. right? You have to. And I think one thing that all a lot of businesses suffer with is like even then, like like aside from like when do I stop? You know, that that's a question too, but like when do I stop working in my business versus on my business? And also like when can I start paying myself? So that's that's I told myself, and this is kind of I'll tell you who's who's got a lot of business savvy. Lyle. Yeah. That guy's a fucking genius. <laughs> yeah. It was I'll yeah, which is funny. Little... I'm glad I'm glad you brother. It's been a long time since I talked about I'm gonna see if Lyle wants to hop on too with it. He, he's he's phenomenal. He's a wealth of information. He's super intelligent, very well spoken, yeah, and knows his shit. <laughs> That's, yeah. There's no other way to say it. Um it, it's kind of it's kind of weird because you know, we just spoke about how Sometimes you'll have employees that try to really ultimately screw you in your business. During that time, those employees left when the business was starting to hurt, right? Because we lost two main resources for doing work in the business. So then, and I had just told the youngest person on our team, hey, in an effort to try to keep one of them, the older guys, I told him, I said, it literally, I broke down when I told him. I said, John, he's, and he looked at me and he, I still remember his little face because he looks like he's 12, still looks like he's yeah. 12. And he's like, hey, I get it. Do what you got to do. I get it. Do you know? A week after he took a leave, because that's what I'm calling it, literally a leave. That's when the second guy left. Uh -huh. 
and I called John back, and he's like, when do you want me to start? I was like, are you not working? He's like, no, I was waiting for you to call me back. He took a two-week vacation. I paid him for those two weeks. Also. Right. Yeah, yeah. That guy, that kid is my Swiss Army knife. That kid is a fucking genius. He is probably the most important asset in our business. And it sucks that you had to go through that to learn that information. Yes. But yes. like that's such valuable knowledge now. Because you're like, man, I can rely. And it's it's great to have those type of people in your organization. Yes. Because it's like, dude, it stressed me out so much. Like, I didn't want to take a vacation. I didn't want to fucking leave. I wanted to constantly be there yes. at all times. You know, especially, obviously, in the current political the climate. Yes. Well, in the current political climate that we're in, David, I mean, if I make the smallest fucking decision, brother, my business is yes. done. Yeah. Right. It's it's over. Right. If I if I, you know, put one, you know, put one digit wrong in a background yeah. check and I, I get a good, you know, good job and where I should have got a not Right. You know, I can lose my license. So for the longest time, I was like, I have to be there, dude. I have to be there. And like, I didn't want to take a vacation. I didn't want to leave. I didn't want to do anything for myself because I was like, no, Janae, like I, I have to be I there. Yeah. You know, I, I have to. And Janae was fine. Like, listen, Keenan, listen, you, you have to, right? For the sake of the and family, for the sake of our marriage, you have yep. to. And it, and I remember when I finally said, okay, I do it. I'll do it. I got to turn my phone off for three days. The Two of which we were closed. Two of which we were closed. David, it just felt like, oh my God. Like This is what it feels like to live. <laughs> yeah, dude. It was so empowering to not I, I I brought my laptop just in case. That's fine. Right? Just in case I brought it. But dude, I got to turn my phone off. I got to like, you know, just relax. And Enjoy it was so yeah, it was so nice. And a lot of that was because, like, you know, before I left, I talked to Trevor. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I talked to Trevor, and I was just like, look, buddy, I'm, I'm going to be leaving. You're going to be working by yourself, you know, this day. Do you have any questions? Like, whatever, whatever. And he's like, he looked at me. He grabbed me by the shoulder, and he's like, buddy. Go. I got it, man. I promise. I promise I can handle it. And it was so nice to hear him say that. Because, David, if you would have asked me one question, I knew that he wasn't certain about stuff. Right. But the fact that he grabbed me by the shoulder and he's like, Keenan, I, can I got do it. it. Yep. Oh, stop worrying about me. Bye. <laughs> you know, yep. give Get me a shirt. Out. Yeah. Give me a shirt when you're at when you're in China, you know, <laughs> and uh, that was really nice to have that, you know, and obviously, it, you know, and, and he ended up leaving after that. And I mean, I know now that if I leave, I know Lane and Jared are, are going to, you know, they'll, cool. they'll do they'll do very well and everything because I've molded them that way. And of course. You know, they understand how I like the business now and everything. And and uh, it, it, it's nice to be able to walk away. But also, it's nice on the personal side to know that I really don't want to. I know. Because I feel like if I want to start leaving, I'm going to lose that drive. And here's the thing, though. And you've heard this a million times. Life is always about balance, right? Yeah. You yes, the business is important. Obviously, that's how you eat, right? Yeah. Um, and your your wife, obviously, she works also. You know, at least for now. Hopefully, one day she can stop that too if you want her to. The plan but, is uh, the plans. It's that we have a ten year plan. So yeah, good. And so, 
<clears throat> but you know how nice it is for you to be on a beach somewhere or on an island or in a cabin or on a mountain top somewhere and you are still making income dude it's so slick and that's but that but that's the but that's the key right and so it's sometimes those experiences are necessary not sometimes they're always necessary so that you understand your team yeah if those experiences never happened you don't know you would have never left on vacation exactly like, no i'm glad you think that way but i can't leave i can't trust right. these fuckers i don't know what they're gonna do and it's funny because like i went to like turn on my phone right and like check the camera to make sure trevor was okay Janae took the phone and she's like keenan my phone is on i told trevor if there's an issue call me and i promise i will i will give you the phone and she will did but, but do not have to check on him and it was so nice not only to leave but when i came back and nothing was on fire right everything was fine yes. and i was like i think trevor i bought him a fucking 12 pack of beer i'm like right. bro i needed that i needed that so much and he's like you know i know like i know dude and he said i know i know like we all get that way you know we all need to disconnect every once in a while you know which yeah, is really I mean, nice I've, I've told you know the wife and i have have spoken on several occasions and for us now especially with this freaking pandemic crap and all this garbage travel has been a bitch but you know you've probably seen photos every now and then we love to go to dominican republic right mm -hmm. I, love, I love the people the culture the the whole thing it's been almost five years since we've been there i told said we got to get the hell out we we need we have to disconnect i'm almost to that point where you were where you're like oh my god everything's going crazy but i can't leave no you can leave right if you have people in the right place you can leave alex brought me a beer because i ran out oh. of, i ran out of the 25 ounce so <laughs> uh, yeah like man like I, you, you know you obviously need you need to be able to leave and knowing that your team has your back bro it, yes. it means a lot you know it really does and let me like i said you know we have we're big we're big on second chances too man you know we have we have a guy that's working with us now and he's a second chance guy he did some stupid crap when he was when he was i i hate to say younger he was 30 something years old because he's 40 he's almost my age but he did so some old. stupid shit that yeah oh. it he's he's an old raver and you know what they used to get into and so he ended up on the wrong side of the law. He did his time. The guy's amazing. He's, he's, those guys are assets that all the people that are on our staff, on our team, they're just, they're great. Not only they're great workers, they're good people. They try to take care of the business like if it's theirs. Yeah. That's when you know you got something. But it, it's also important that they feel that not only verbally when you speak to your people but every now and then you have to reward them monetarily because yeah. you know all people think oh you own a business oh you got must, money for you. Oh, must be nice oh yeah it must be nice yeah i'd love for you to have some of these sleepless nights Right. Just take a few of them every couple of weeks. And that's the thing that people don't understand is like, just because my own mom business doesn't mean I can just write blank checks to myself Hell all the time. 
I mean, look at it right now. I mean, David, it's 8.30. We're technically working, right? Yeah. So, and, and yeah, exactly. Having a beer with their wife and chilling and watching Netflix. And, you know, people don't understand that. So, um, to kind of piggyback off of that, uh, we'll finally, at an hour and four minutes deep, uh, let's make it to my second actual question. Number two, baby. Let's which. Finish which I did say this would probably be the longest. And this is something yeah. that I personally struggle with is, is fighting with big box stores on, on, on pricing and such. So uh, before I get your answer on what makes it worthwhile to shop with, with, with David Pino's business yeah. versus Best Buy, I will tell you why. Okay. The computer that I'm physically on right now, right. Doing this, right. I bought, it's only a two, it's a machine that's about two years old, two years you old. know, it's a shade over two years old. Uh, and I mean, I paid good money for it. Like sub, you know, like about 900 bucks for this piece of shit, you know? And, and I, you know, when I was there, I was talking to the little Best Buy fella and he coached it up and all this other stuff, which who gives a shit. Right. And I did everything and I'm like, Hey, like you do it. I don't, I don't know shit about fuck when it comes to this stuff. If you tell me like, and I'm, I'm also that type of person where I trust an expert's opinion yes. probably too much yeah. and I don't read reviews. Uh, that's like sort of my toxic trait is I just don't read shit about shit. Like if you tell me Keenan, this is what you should get. Dude, I'm, I'm buying it right now. Right. And I expect, because I expect if you say Keenan, should I get this gun? I'm like, no, you need this. You need I, the wrong <laughs> there you go. Right. I expect you to listen to me because I'm an expert in that field. Yeah. And like when I went, I bought this computer. It worked perfectly fine. It took a shit at like, you know, like a, like a year and nine months or some shit or whatever. And I mean, I go to Best Buy, right? We were Because we were in South Padre. We were on vacation. Again, I took my computer on vacation and I literally told my workers, I told my wife, I told my distributors. I'm like, look, you get me for 45 minutes every morning. From 9 to 9.45, and that is it. Do not text me. Do not call me. Do not email me. You get me for 45 minutes. You want me to buy some shit? Email me between 9 and 9.45, and that's it. Yep. My second day in South Padre, my, my computer takes a shit. And I'm like, what the fuck? Now I can't even work for 45 minutes a day. I'm trying to do everything from my phone. It obviously doesn't work. Links don't open. I can't pay invoices. And, like, the business halts. I call Trevor, and I'm like, hey, Bubba. You got to take it on the left foot. You know what I mean? Like you got, you got to run with it. I can't help you. I'm sorry. Like, I wish I could please. I said, listen, you have my phone number. You call. I said, my phone is on now. I'm not turning it off. You call me whenever you need. If you have a question, if you think you should order something, call me. My computer takes a shit. A couple of days go by. I tried to you know, work on it myself. It obviously didn't work. I tried to watch a million YouTube videos. Shit ain't working. Right. I leave, I go to Best Buy, which is an hour and 15 minutes from South Padre. Damn. I, I bring my laptop to the fucking geek squad, little nerds. Uh, he doesn't even look at it, David. He just, he asked me what was wrong with it. I said, this computer's like, everything's black, like nothing works. I turn on the power button, the little, the little dot comes on, but that's it. He literally tells me, oh, okay, well, it's your motherboard and you're probably, he said, how much did you pay for the machine? I said, it was about like 900 bucks, something like that. You know, thinking that that would get, grant me some favor because I spent, a he goes, oh, well, if it's about a 900, he shows me this little graph 
And he goes, all right, so if you paid 900, it'd be about 700 to change the motherboard. Would you like to pay cash or card? And I'm like, you don't even know if that's the problem. And he wouldn't even work on it there. I had to send it to like some dickhead in Georgia. Yep. And, and so I'm like, oh, well, this is stupid, you know? And of course they wanted me to buy a new computer, which I did. I bought that new computer. Uh, I bought that new computer and then, hold on, what's that background? Is that you or me? You. You still there? I muted my mic and then I turned it off, but it's kind of gone now. But can it's you hear back. Me? Yeah, I can hear you. What does it sound like? Really? Now it stopped. Okay, whatever. Anyway, okay. so um, I guess they were trying to get me to buy a new computer, right? Yeah. So I did. I did. I bought a new computer. And uh, it was a very – remember I called you and I asked you. Yeah. I'm like, hey, this is the machine. I need it now, buddy. I don't have time. I, yeah. I, just, I, need, I need to get back to work. And you were like, hey, this is a really good computer for you. I bought it. Before I left South Padre, that new computer that I bought – uh, I forgot what kind it was, uh, but it was like a gaming computer. It was relatively yeah. expensive, and uh, the screen started going black. I hadn't had the fucker for like four days, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's already starting to take a shit. So I get back. I call you, and I'm like, hey, I I'm just going to return this Best Buy thing. I'm just going to send in my HP. Just do – you know, if, if you think it's worth See, it, yeah. if it's fixable at a – you know, at a price, you know. Just whatever. And so um, finally, I just returned the Best Buy one. And then I remember you called me like a week after I sent it. Yeah. And you're like, what's wrong with it? Yeah, that's like, what it is. It didn't work. <laughs> and you're like, Keenan, like, we just had to, like, I don't know, press some button, say yeah, some magic was, words. Basically, John, John looked at it. Like I said, he's my Swiss Army knife. I told John, I was like, hey, look. Which is, which is if that's who he's, uh, he's very polite, by the way. Oh, it's he is. Polite. I'm telling you, he's like a, he's like a, he looks like a 12-year-old. A lot of times they don't even let him into the offices. They're like, uh, who are you here for? He's, did you, did you drive here in a car? Yeah. Really? He's like, I'm here to fix your network. They're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and, and so he shows them this shirt and he's like, oh my God, we thought you were like in middle school. <laughs> And then yeah. he used to have super long hair, and then he cut it, so it was really short. Then he looked even more like a little kid. Right. Anyway, so he takes it, and he's like, he's like, what was wrong with it? He said, what's wrong with it? I'm like, well, he says the screen is just black and with a little dot. And he's like, oh, it's probably the BIOS. So literally 10 seconds later, he's like, it's all good. I'm like, John, you got to be kidding me. He's like, no, dude, just need to reset the BIOS. The BIOS got jacked up somehow. And so that's when I called you. I'm like, hey, there's nothing wrong with it. And you're like, what? <laughs> this dude, guy Best Buy Best Buy was gonna hey dude, Best Buy was gonna swipe the fuck out of that visa and like and I guarantee they would not have refunded me had had it got to Georgia and old boy pressed a button, right? Nope. And so my thing is like okay, obviously I bought the computer from them. And they were like, oh, Keenan, it's it's three months out of warranty, big guy. Like, what'd you expect? I'm like, I expected a $900 machine to work more than 19 months. That's right. And, like, that's one thing that I personally struggle with as a business is so many people buy shit from these big box stores. But then, obviously, you bring it – you have a problem with your shotgun, your Browning, yep. $1,800 gun. 
you bring it to Academy or Bass Pro Shop, they're not going to work on it. Hell no. They're going to take it apart. Yeah, they're going to take it apart. They're going to get an RMA. They're going to send that shit off to Browning. Whereas me, I'm like, look, I'll fix it, right? Yeah. You're going to have to pay me to fix it. I'm not going to fix it for free. But I'm going to get that shit fixed in three days as opposed to sending it off to Browning and getting it back in six weeks. That's right. And that's one thing that a lot of consumers don't understand is like, obviously, so I go to I go to Best Buy and I look at this $900 computer. But then I call you, a specialist, mm-hmm. and I say, David, this is what I need out of the machine. What, what am I looking at price-wise? And although your price may be higher, but what makes what makes it worth it? So the difference, the difference in, first of all, when we sell stuff and I call it stuff because that's typically, that's all it is, right? We sell things that are not, for the most part, they're not consumer grade, right? When I go to you. Like when I see shit that says military grade and I'm like, oh God, oh God. Liars. Yeah. (laughs) It's made in China. There's nothing yeah. military about this crap. Yeah. So it's like when I come to you and say, hey, should I buy a SIG or should I buy this $169 Ruger that they got on sale at Academy? You're going to be like, well, what's it? What do you want it for? You're just are you, like, are you poor or are you blinking or what are you shooting at? Like you're just shooting at the dirt? Like you just want something to. Pop rounds off, then get the hundred sixty nine dollar junk. Yeah, but if you want an actual pistol, you're probably gonna want to go with the Sig. It's the same thing. There's different levels of machines, right? When you when you buy stuff from us, we don't buy the consumer grade. That's the difference. We only buy what we call business or enterprise grade equipment. All the equipment that we sell. Mm-hmm. comes with three-year warranties all of it we don't sell anything that doesn't come with a three-year warranty because what happens with that stuff that you buy that has a one-year warranty what happens 16 sorry what happens 13 and a half months after you bought it the takes shit a shit yeah it's a piece of shit <clears throat> and that's and that's the problem is that's what it is you literally get what you pay for, but here's the difference. So when we buy a machine, obviously not for you, but when we buy a machine for someone, that machine comes with an additional $250 installation charge because we're not going to buy you a machine and bring it to your office and set it up for free. We also don't do residential business. We do not deal. I have one widow lady that I take care of that is we would consider residential. Miss Joyce, her husband passed away. I take care of her because she's a widow lady. But we don't buy consumer grade equipment. A lot of people ask us, well, I want to get Wi-Fi for my house. I was like, go to Best Buy and buy some shit there. Because you're not going to want to pay us to design and implement a properly functioning Wi-Fi system. You're not going to want to. Because what pe- when people think consumer, and people do this all the time to us, before, because we started cutting that off, people would call from their house and like, hey, can you come look at our home printer? 
we hate printers, by the way. But they're like our printers. Actually, right. me too. I physically, since I've owned my business, I've beaten three printers to death with a baseball bat. Yeah, we can't stand printers because the printers that normal people buy, like in consumer Best Buy, those are garbage. They're no good. I'm looking at one right now, and it literally has an error message while I'm sitting oh here talking. I hate, I hate printers. But they'll call us and they'll say, hey, can you come look at our computer at the house? It's not doing this or doing that. And we're like, yes, it's going to be $125 an hour. And they're like, what? What do you mean? Uh, yeah. And they're like, what? Well, so-and-so charges 50 And I'm like, okay. Call them? I was call. like, that's a great deal. Call so Well, we can't. He, we, when we call him, he won't ever come. Uh, <laughs> here's your sign. And here we are, right? <laughs> so, uh, but I turned around and asked him. I said, "So, if he does it for fifty and we're one twenty-five, why are you calling us? Why are you talking to me?" Well, we, well, he says he's coming and he never shows up. I said, it's "Probably because he doesn't actually own a business." He probably does it on the side. He wrote, I said, ma'am, we do this for a living. This is how we eat. This is our job. Yeah. So the difference is we don't sell product. We sell a value. But at the same time, our value comes at a high cost to us. Because if I go to Lateral Limits and we install a network there, and three months down the road, you call and you're like, hey, like, we're having some weird issues here, and we're not sure what it is. We haven't touched anything. Nothing's changed. When you say that, of course, when we go down to the office, we know if anything's changed. Let it be known. We're not idiots. Yeah. <laughs> we can tell. You see all the midget porn that's on my computer. Yes. I get it. <laughs> we find it pretty quickly. So we look at the network, and we're like, oh, damn, yeah, we probably shouldn't have installed this like this because this but guess what we do that's not something that the client should be paying for because that i consider warranty work we didn't do our due diligence so we need to make sure that the client is taken care of is best buy gonna do that absolutely not dude literally they will not no, you pick up the phone and call Geek Squad to come to your house, you're getting charged. And once that dude leaves, if a day later that shit don't work right, guess what? You gotta Here's pay another charge. minimum. Yep. That's it. Here's trip charge, $189. Like literally, dude, I did a I did a Cerico job for a guy. Um I mean I charged him, you know, of course. Like, I charged him like three hundred bucks to Cerico's yeah. gun. And uh I guess I mixed it incorrectly, the Cerico didn't hold. Uh, I assembled it. I test fired it. I did everything right. I gave yep. it to him. And then, uh, like, a week later, he called me. Keenan, dude, like, this shit's flaking. Oh, like, what? like, what? Bullshit. He, he brings it to me, and sure enough, and I was like, hey, I warranty my shit. Absolutely. You know, it sucks that I did this $300 job twice, yeah. right? Uh, that does suck. But yeah. I'm a man of my word. I said That's I'd warranty right. the work. I took the gun back in sandblasted it completely i wanted to cry seeing this beautiful camouflage pattern that i did just like fly <laughs> off in the in the blasting cabinet but that's something that you have to stand for as a business like you know can't you know obviously academy doesn't do seracoding bass pro shop no. doesn't do seracoding all this other shit 
but you know like as a small business i feel like i have that that you know that that need that i have to i have to make things right you know that, that's your big box stores with their hourly employees do not give a shit about you nope and that's one of the hardest things to to get people to understand is we don't we don't sell a product we sell our time right but the value of our time is not the same as the value of the big box store right they also don't have the connection to the client case in point we had a we just bought a there's a local Kubota dealership here in town. Awesome people. Amazing. We did work for them for a long time when they were at an old building, probably seven, eight years. All of a sudden, they're like, hey, you know, we're going to move to, we're going to use somebody else. And I'm like, well, I, I hate it. You know, it sucks. Is there anything that we did? Well, we just, you know, we think that this person is going to take care of us and this and that and whatever. Cool. Hey. I said, if y'all ever need anything, just reach out. Yeah, call us. I mean, no harm, no foul. It, you're making a business choice. That, it's, that's what you got to do. So not too long ago, a couple about a month ago, we went and I bought a, a, a Kubota diesel tractor from them. I still do business with them. They're local people. They still got to eat just like I do. Right. So when I'm there, the owner comes up. He says, Pino, can we talk for a second? I'm like, sure. He's like, look, man, he said, ever since y'all left, our shit ain't been right. But you know what he said? He said, and it, it was, this is why I like doing business with local business. He's like, man, would you consider taking us back as a client? I'm like, dude, of course. I was like, I wouldn't be off if y'all left. And you made a business choice. He said, well, I just think at the time you were. You were probably you were you were too busy. Maybe you were getting bigger clients. I'm like, dude, man, I'd love to help y'all. No problem. Yeah. But he sees the value because when they would call, we would come. And I think I think as a business, if if my clients feel that way, like, oh, Keenan's getting too big for me. Yeah. Like, dude, that. Like that makes me feel like a piece of shit. It does to me too. Like it's like it's like okay, if you think that way, is it because of the way I treat it? Now, granted, obviously, like I have a lot of customers who've been coming to me for two years. Yeah. And sometimes they come in the shop, and I am busy, right? Yeah. And I I, I greet them like, hey, you know, like uh, of course. Uh, I felt really bad. A buddy, a really good buddy of mine, Tim, which I talked about in I think my third episode with Janae, uh, when I got broken into. Yeah. Tim came to my shop, saw the glass was shattered, came in and was like, dude, help me sweep up all this other stuff. And like he came in a few weeks ago, bro, I was busy, man. I was so busy. Lane was working with me. It was like his first Saturday. We were stupid busy. I didn't have time to talk to him. I like gave him dap. Hey, bro, I love you. I'll be with you in a second. And like 20 minutes later, he's gone. And I never had a chance to talk to him. And I felt so bad about it. But like... Like kind of like seeing that and like understanding like that there are sometimes where customers are like, oh, you're getting too big. Yeah, and uh, like that makes me feel like shit, you know, because I never want 
I never want to think that I'm so big that I can't work the floor. But it's but you know what? It's the, the what I've come to find out is it's it's not you. What it is is they're seeing the success and they're taking that success to mean, oh, well, look how big he's gotten. He doesn't, you know, he's not gonna have time to, to really right. talk with us. It's not you. That's something that you're projecting that people project. Don't take that as something that that's what you're doing. Obviously, you keep yourself in check, right? You you make sure that you, you tend to all your clients the, the way you should always tend to them. Be courteous and you but if you're busy, you're busy. It's not yeah. it's not a oh I'm sitting over here trying to act like a millionaire. No, it's just yeah. we're freaking busy. There's a fucking ton of people in here. Yeah. And I want to eat. So I'm we're doing what we can to sell. I'm, That's what Yeah, doing. I'm trying to turn and burn here, you know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because you know you have some of those days where you're like, damn, one person came in, they looked at a forty dollar knife and literally didn't even buy it, rolled out. <laughs> yeah. It happens. Yeah. They didn't, Which, they didn't uh, even buy some of my black rifle coffee. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Which well actually we have our own brand of coffee. What? Yeah, my own lateral limits coffee, dude. Right, you see? Yeah. Wow. Now I see. So hey, actually, so so no, so ever since now, ever since like Black Rifle, which I've always carried my own, right? It's yeah. like locally roasted. They slap my label on it, whatever. Yeah. Um, but like Black Rifle, since they've been like publicly traded and shit, it's like yes. totally different and you yes. know whatever. Yeah. So we started. Uh, we started carrying our own. Most of my stuff's awesome. like. Most of my stuff's like flavored, um, whereas Black Rifle's not. So no. I, I obviously I don't want to go toe to toe with Black Rifle on my expense. No. Hell so no. most of most of our stuff's flavored, which Black Rifle sell, is. So sell guns, man. Yeah, but if you check out our website, you click on the, the coffee tab. I can you see all the all flavor. the different flavors. That's it. Yeah. So okay, well that's uh, so moving on to the third question that I wow. had. You know, finally, an hour and 25 minutes deep when I told you this would be about an hour. Uh, I don't know. If, I don't know if we'll do the fourth question. I might save that for the next episode. That's cool. That's cool. Um, what's uh, so what's next? What's next for y'all? Uh, so really right now, what's so well, first off, how, how many employees do you have? So we're up to we're up to nine right now. That's awesome. <clears throat> it's. It's awesome, but like my buddy said, and I told you before, now we have our own monster to feed. <laughs> no, it's true, but like I look at having more employees differently than what most uh, employers look at it. Like they look at it as an employee as a liability, right? No, no. Whereas me, if I'm like, okay, if I need another employee, dude, I'm gonna They're make a asset. lot more. Right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. All, our, all of our people are assets. So for us, looking forward, what's next? is you know we started obviously as an it company but now our structured cabling division has gotten freaking it's it's blown up that's where the majority of our employees have come from and our our team is really the majority of the team is structured cabling guys so we run fiber optic cable copper cabling you know you see these people boring crap in the streets and running fiber all over the place i mean we do that but we do it also at a commercial level, really more mm -hmm. than anything. Um, so we, 
that's really taken off. But next for me, to be honest, is refocusing on the IT side. Because we, we're, we do cybersecurity, and that division can be really, can, can drive a lot of revenue at a lower cost. Our structured cabling division costs a lot of money to operate because it's employee intensive, it's tool intensive, it's vehicle intensive. It's just, it drives a lot of expense. It can be profitable, but you need to have multiple teams of that division out in the field at all times for it to generate money. So next for me is a reshifting of focus on the IT side, the nerd side, not so much the construction side, but also the trying to, to gather myself to run the operations of the business instead of running out and running cables and fixing doors and doing crap, running in the business, as we spoke about before, mostly right. focusing on running the business it's which by the way i'm sorry if i never brought this up earlier but is uh uh cosette she yeah. did she she worked for you well so cosette cosette actually owns the business okay yeah so she's she's the she's the owner and i'm the which employee. for those of you for those of you who who don't know obviously david's wife uh, cosette is my aunt so yeah. by the way tell her i i think i might have seen her like walk behind you earlier that was uh, that's Gabriel's fiance, actually. Oh, okay. Well, all right. Yeah, well, I, I, I just saw like, <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah, Telco said, obviously, I love her and everything. It's been, it's been, man, I really can't tell you the last time I talked to Cosette. I really can't. Yeah. But oddly enough, guess what she told me one day? <laughs> to buy a new gun. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> she said, hey, do you realize? You could get fired, like on your day off. I was like, "What the hell? Why are you gonna bring up the line from Friday? Why are you gonna do me like that?" I was like, uh, <laughs> uh, she said, "You could get fired and not even know it." <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's you like that. You know? So, um, but yes, Cosette is the majority owner. She does a lot of the, she takes care of a lot of the HR stuff, the insurance crap, which I want nothing. To do with, right, right, right. That is one of the things that that we're really we've taken on a lot of additional expense as a small business when we really didn't have to, but all our employees get full benefits. So that was really huge for us. That was something. It's costly, uh -huh. but man, it it made us and it made the employees. They're like, oh my god, we get insurance. I'm like, yep, and we pay ninety percent of their health insurance. Mm -hmm. And we pay 100% of their dental and 100% of their vision. Which, I'm sorry, I've had something to churn in my head ever since. Uh, what year did y'all get married? 2000. So I was young, yeah, seven, eight. Dude, uh, you're yeah, seven. Yeah, seven. I still have video of you in my wedding. Dude, yeah, speaking of that, right, there was a bra that I danced with at your wedding. Uh, For like, all wedding. Who, God, I can't remember. Who was that? Um... Was that uh all right, all right, all right. I'm gonna give you a clue. Okay. She was she was Hispanic. Oh <laughs> now I know who it is. <laughs> uh, I can't remember who were you dancing with? 
But you did have two sweet moves. I'm not even going to lie. Well, yeah, I mean, I got snake gifts. We did at seven years old, dude. I thought I was in love. It was crazy. You You probably were. I had to have been. (laughs) And, uh, dude, I I was thinking about that the other day, like, very briefly. And then, like, when I I think maybe it was, like, I told you, I was like, oh, like, I think my my next guest is going to be David. And then, like, you know, as I was thinking about, like, asking you questions or whatever, I remembered your wedding. <laughs> and I was like, man, dude, there was, a, there was a broad there that, like, dude, like, I danced with. And I was like, I can't remember how old I was. And I, I think, think that was Cosette's cousin. Okay. To the wedding. It might have been Cassandra. Bro, and she, she, she told me. So, like, obviously, I was like a, like a, like a kid, like, more like yeah. a baby, right? And I remember she told me, she's like, oh, like, how old are you? And I was like... <laughs> And she goes, oh, well, like, like, call me when you're 18 or whatever. And, and I remember I told that to my mom and mom was like, what did she say? <laughs> Freaking like, what? Yeah. And I'm like, no, it's chill, 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 chill. You know, like, it's 11 years, you know, I, I, I didn't even have her number. She didn't give me her number. She told me to call her. Like, as if I'm going to like Google it on like yellow pages and shit. Now I got to yeah. find out who it was. Yeah, dude, that was I was thinking about that the other day. That's hilarious. That was, was a that wedding was amazing. Yeah, it's yeah. Still, that yeah. wedding is still talked about today. It was because it wasn't anything super fancy. Right. It was it was obviously all family. It was that was that, it was that's, Yeah, because I mean that's how my my wedding was too. Yes. Cause I mean it's like like what's the point in me spending all this money to have you know, five hundred people that I barely know. Nope, nope, nope. It was it was awesome. It was yeah. it was really, really family oriented. It was we had a blast. It was great. So, anyway. well, good, good, good. Well, next time you see, cause I assume she's not home. Yeah, uh, she is. She's back in the. I'm outside on the porch. Yeah, I can tell by the pitch black. By I haven't the seen any. Yeah, I haven't seen any lightning though. So I guess that's a good thing yeah, for you. So. Passed. But now the mosquitoes have really taken a liking. Yeah, I'm chilling in my office, so I have nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I see that. <laughs> but uh, I think we do have time for my last question, so I yeah, can actually right. get through all the Absolutely. questions I've asked. So one thing that I really talked about in my last episode with Jerry was decisions that I made. And, like, one major decision that I made was, like, you know, when talking about an expansion uh, or like about that next move, sometimes you have to spend money that you don't necessarily want to. And so, like, what what was the decision that you made that you sort of regret? It would have to go back to hiring that first employee mm-hmm. because we overpaid and I guess necessity warranted it. But we overpaid for the value that we got. Obviously, the value that we got was horrible, considering right. the fact that we tried to screw our business. But <clears throat> over overpaying. One of the toughest things I'm dealing with right now is we are, for the most part, our business doesn't have any debt, right? Which so that's a good thing, but it also doesn't lead to super quick and super fast growth. Right. right. When you when you can take on capital from a bank and stuff like that and get lines of credit and things like that, when you can do that, you can kind of expand quicker. <clears throat> so. 
I think probably the thing that I regret the most would have been hiring that first employee employee at the amount that we hired. But you got a phone? Yeah, I was trying to post a story. Oh. On you can you might be able to see you yeah, a see little it. bit. Yep. Yeah. So um okay, well like one thing for me. Um and there's like certain things, it's like really small decisions that I think I made that like I sort of regret and it's like it, like even now, you know, like uh it's like learning because I'm not from Texas. Yeah. It's like learning what Texans like. And I had to go through two years of growing pains to understand, like, sort of, well, Texans don't like this specific brand. Like, for example, CZ, HK. Yeah. Texans are not a fan of those guys, right? Really? Yeah. So it's it's weird, but there's, I just don't – I can't sell a CZ handgun to save my fucking life. Hey. HK, I've literally sold two – well, not <laughs> counting – not counting SP5s, but I sell those on online and, and right. make a killing. But those are really few and far between. That's a three thousand dollar gun that's extremely sought after. Right. But like uh, one decision that I made that I sort of regret was not doing enough research as far as like finding an initial location. Yeah. So I'm not from Texas. I didn't know that Garland. Um, although it's a fun fact, I learned this yesterday. I did a, I did an event at a veterans organization. I gave like a little speech and everything. It was a really great time, but I learned that Garland is actually the, the 81st largest city in the United States. Oh, wow. Didn't know that 320,000 people. Damn. Right. I knew it was big. I didn't think yeah. it was that big. Right. Um, so like one thing I wish I would have done a little bit more research on is, is locale. And, yeah. and understand but like one thing and so like my next guest his name's john he's a real estate guy yeah like he does like commercial real estate and like one thing that i'm gonna talk to john about is sort of like like one thing that was really tough for me david was was finding a, a landlord that was willing to lease to me because i wanted to open a gun store which is weird for texas, texas yeah that that is odd yeah, so that was tough, dude. That was tough because a lot of like larger like corporations own real estate here. Yep. And they're like, no, no, not interested in it. Liability is too much, you know. Or like for example, like Tom Thumbs, which is like a grocery store here. Yes. Um, Tom Thumbs usually when they open up, they they own the entire strip, not just the oh. building. Oh, I see. So if a spot in that strip is for lease and Tom Thumb is the the staple of that strip, Tom Thumb is going to be like, no, that's part of they our clause. The, they have the say-so as to who comes in there. Right. They don't allow liquor stores. They don't allow gun stores, vape shops, tobacco, all that other what shit. What the crap? Yeah. So that was tough. So that was one thing that I sort of regret is not putting enough. Like, almost once I got the first thumbs up, I'm like – Got it. Yes. <laughs> like I only looked for about two weeks, right? And then once I got some motherfucker to be like, you know what? I like money. Yep. I'll take it. And I wish I would have done a little bit more research. That was probably the the biggest. And like I haven't made a decision that like really messed me up yet. Knock on Never wood. Never too late. Yeah. Um, but that was one thing that I wish I would have done a little bit more research on is understanding sort of locale and things like that. That's one of the things that I'm glad that we never had to fool with. We never had to worry about, for you, 
storefront is huge. That's an important, right. that's the, the most important part of your business, probably. Well, well, I think, I think two years ago it was. Yeah. But like yeah. now, now I can, yeah, now like I'm even, I'm actually in talks with a realtor. Uh, we're looking at a few places in a city called Rowlett, which is actually where I live. Okay. It's a, it's smaller, right? It's about a uh, population, about 60,000. Um, but it's still about 20 minutes or so from Dallas, you know, five minutes from Garland. Perfect. You know, it's, it's smaller, it's a lot yeah. more tight knit and it's a little bit more bougie, right? So I'm going to spend a little bit more on real estate, but I don't need, like, for example, the street that I'm on Broadway, uh, 37,000 vehicles pass that road every day. Woo! Right. I don't need that in the stage that I'm in now, but I no. needed that two years ago. Yes. Right. Which there's a lot of things that I wish I would have looked a little bit more into. And, and, you know, like I wish I would have read my contract a little bit better when I signed my lease and of course, and things like that. Um, but yeah, that's probably like the biggest decision that I think I made that, you know, I wish I would have dug into it just a hair more. Yeah. Us, us competing. That's why I'm glad we don't really compete with the best buys and the, and all of those, like those big box stores, we don't need store frontage really at all because we're not, that's not what we're going after. We're going after the businesses that are established and we're looking for contracts. We're not looking little Joey who needs to add, you know, 16 gigs of memory to his gaming computer so his little son can play. That That's not, that's not what we're after. Right. Which reminds me, I still need to pay you for the invoice for adding memories <laughs> to my, for my know, laptop and fixing it. So. I know where you live, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll text you tomorrow on my credit card. I'll let yeah, you. Exactly. I'll let you mess with that. Uh, hey, but whoa, actually, whoa, whoa, whoa. hold on a second. Hold on a second. I'm gonna go on record. We do not ask people to text us to text us their credit card information. That this goes is, against PCI compliance laws. Okay, this is my uncle. Doing. Like, who gives a shit? Which actually, fun fact, talking about cybersecurity and everything. Uh, so I got my first charge back. Awesome. Uh, which is great <laughs> after after being in business for over two years and doing like as we grow, I'm really starting to dive into more e-commerce stuff. Yes. And I was very surprised that it happened this late, but I got my first charge back. Uh, so this bitch bought a gun off my website, which you can do. Yep. Um, generally speaking, though, most people only mess with my website if, uh, like, they'll order a gun off my website and they can schedule, like, a pickup. Right. Which most people only do that if I get a gun that's, like, really hard to get. They call the shop and I'm like, look, I wouldn't hold shit for my old man. That's like, right. You want the gun? Come with the money or pay for it. LateralLimits.com, click inventory, type in this, right? And so sometimes people will basically prepay for the gun, come up and pick it. So yep. I got this order. I was like sleeping, obviously. And I woke up the next morning at like six something. I, I looked at my phone and I was like, I woke up. Well, Janae was already awake. She always wakes up before me to like fix her hair and all of this, which my hair is getting longer. So I have to like fix it just like yeah. she does. And so uh, I was like, oh, shit. Like I got an order for an AR like while I slept. Like this is great. Passive income. Fucking awesome. great. Right. Beautiful. Uh, it was like 2.15 in the morning. This bitch ordered this like AR. So like that was kind of strange, but whatever. Yeah, that is weird. So we come to the shop uh, the next morning. She shows up. I do the background check. Everything's cool. Bada bing, bada boom, done. About three weeks later, she says, hey, I did not order that firearm. What the hell? I was like, okay, whatever. Obviously, a bank will always side with the consumer. Yep. 
from the get-go anyway, right? They refunded the money. I had to do the whole spiel, whatever, whatever, whatever. Yep. But it's different for me because now that farm's considered stolen. That's right. Right. So you paid for it. You left with it. Now I don't have the money and I don't have the gun, i.e., a nine one one. You know, this gun's considered stolen. And uh, so I called Garland Police Department. You know, I, I obviously know a lot of guys in the gang unit, SWAT team, yep. all that other stuff. So I called them. I filed a police report about three weeks later. They did the sting operation on this broad. Uh, they raided the house. They got the, you know, they got the gun back, which is great. That's really what I cared about more than anything was getting the gun back. I don't give a shit about the money. Nope. Uh, I just want that gun off the street. Yep. Uh, because obviously it's going to be used for nefarious purposes. What's that, Mama? Ooh. Oh, we'll tell her. I'll, I'll, I'm almost done with Uncle David. Sorry, Phoebe. Phoebe's, Phoebe's saying, Phoebe's here. You want to tell, tell Uncle David hi? With the, hold on. With the BB. Look in there. All right, hold on. She ain't got a shirt on, so I got to put her down. All right. <laughs> tell Uncle David hi. All right, here, take the BB. I'll be out in a minute. Um, but yeah, so Garland PD got the gun back, which is great. And then uh, I won the charge back. Yay! Yeah. BB, can you close the door, baby? Can you close the door to the office? So I won the charge back. So that was really that was really awesome. That was something that I like really was like worried about because I was like, man, you know, because obviously I'm gonna get the gun back, but it'll probably be two years. Yeah. And it's like, man, you know, I just want to make sure that uh, I'll eventually get some sort of monetary because obviously even when I get it back in two years, I won't be able to get what I paid for it, and the market will be different. It'll be so much yep. worse. So, but. But anyway, aside from all that, I'm glad we were able to get through all the questions yes. and, and all that other stuff. So I was worried because we were like an hour deep and I got through one question. <laughs> so we were able to work through some. So let me make sure that we that we covered them all. And then uh, I'll start giving some closing remarks and everything. As I can hear Freya crying outside. Yep. So, OK. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, is there anything that you kind of wanted to talk about Uh Say anything like if if uh, if a customer's in Louisiana or Texas, like can can they can they reach out to you? Can yes, can you can you absolutely. get them taken care of? Or? Absolutely. Um, Horizonmethods.com. I mean, they can check us out on the website. But, um, also, they can call me on a um, office number. The, yeah. Uh, 662-228-0020. Talk to me or any of the guys. I mean, and we can help. We can do the majority of the work we do. We can do remotely anyway. Um, so, yeah, anybody that has any kind of cybersecurity issues or or cabling projects, yeah, they can give us a call. We'll love to help. Awesome. Perfect. David, thank you so much for, for hopping on, man. Yep. Love it, man. Go take care Perfect. of your family. Awesome, dude. So, as always, we always in every episode of the podcast, uh, one big thing that we really strive for, obviously, with the name of Cheap Therapy. Um right. Uh, with with uh, with the price of psychiatric help, which another thing too is uh, one of my friends, because I always introduce myself as your friendly neighborhood SOT, which stands for Special Occupational Tax, which means I can deal in NFA items and machine guns. My buddy thought it meant self-ordained therapist, <laughs> which also fits the bill, right? So, gentlemen, if there's any issue that you're feeling in your life that you that you honestly feel that your life is better off ended. I promise you that it's not. Suicide prevention is so important. Uh, you can simply dial 988. It's a simple, short number, 988. You can simply call it at any time. It's open 24 hours a day. You can call. There's someone on the other line who can feel with you and understand what you're going through and just talk you off that ledge. 
but other than that, uh, guys, if you want to just swing by the shop, we're located at 5219 Broadway Boulevard in Suite 103. We're in Garland, Texas, 75043. I'd be more than happy to throw on a fresh pot of coffee for you guys and just talk to you and just relax. If I have to stop what I'm doing, stop business, use that great stop work authority, right, and just chill and relax and talk to you. I'd be more than happy to do so. So guys, if you have any questions about your firearms needs or anything, obviously you can give us a shout 972-836-0565. Shoot us an e email at info at laterallimits.com and obviously check out our website, www.laterallimits.com. David, thank you so much for hopping on, Pop Ryan. I really love you and uh, thank you so much. I definitely look forward to this uh, next episode, my man. Absolutely. Love you guys. Take care. Awesome. Thank you. Have a good night, Bob. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye.